0: Friends, listen to the good, good news from John's Gospel, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and he went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus's head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first, he went in and he saw and believed. For as yet, they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary, Mary stood weeping outside the tomb as she wept She turned around and saw Jesus standing there. She didn't know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Now supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And then Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, "Rabboni," which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. So Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, much like Mary Magdalene, we have rushed to this place looking for you. We know that you are here, you are risen, your spirit is alive, and so we ask that you would be in this moment of preaching and that you would be in all of our hearts and minds. May we hear your words of love and grace this day, and may we go back out into the world testifying that we too have seen the Lord amen. I have known for months what I wanted to say to you on this day. My friend David and I were together in January and he told me the story and I have been carrying it in my heart for you until this day. It's the story of a woman named Elsa and a young man named Daniel. Now, Elsa was in her 50s, and she had never, not once, considered organ donation. But her son, who was in his 20s, was dying. He had been sick for a very long time, and he was adamant that his organs would be donated. And every time he would bring it up, Elsa wouldn't talk about it with him. She couldn't. Who could? And so she kept putting him off, And he would tell her, but mom, I'm okay. I know who I belong to. He had such peace. And when the day finally came, Elsa honored his wishes and his organs were donated to a variety of people and she went home. And about a year and a half afterwards, she started thinking about all those people At one point, she said she almost felt haunted by them. She kept thinking about all those people who had benefited from her son's gift. And so one day when it wouldn't go away, this thinking about them, this praying about them, she called the social worker at the hospital and she said, listen, could you tell me their names and give me their contact information? And the social worker said, I'm so sorry, Elsa, I can't do that. But what I can do is I can contact them for you and see if they would be open to you contacting them. But Elsa, I have to tell you, not everyone likes to be contacted by the donor's family. I need you to be ready for the fact that many of them may say no. And so she said, okay, I just, I just want to see. And do you know that every person said yes? Elsa said that she began her tour. She loaded up her car with photo albums of her beloved son through the years, a few of his favorite things, and she went to meet every person that her son had helped. Now she's from San Antonio. Most of them were in the San Antonio area. It took her about four months. And she got to see so many people who had been given life and joy because of this gift from her son. But there was one person, one person left that she needed to see, and it was the person who got his heart. His name is Daniel, and he lived in Albuquerque. And Elsa called Daniel one day, and she explained who she was, and she said, could I just fly out and meet you? And he said, oh, Elsa, I'll buy you a ticket today. And she said, no, I, I will buy the ticket. And he said, Elsa, it would be an honor. And so he flies Elsa out. He, eight months before the donation of the heart, had developed a bacterial infection that had just worn his heart away. And she got to meet him and his wife and their three small children. She got to stay in their home. She felt new life in meeting Daniel and all of these people. But on the last day, Daniel and his wife and kids take her back to the airport. And they're saying goodbye. And she turns away to leave. But then she turns back and she said, can I ask you for just one more thing? And Daniel said, Elsie, you can ask me for anything. She said, can I, can I lay my heart on your chest to hear my son's heart beating one more time and Daniel's this big man he just opened his arms up and he folded her close and held her and he heard her say oh my oh my my son's heart is so strong This is the morning, friends, Easter morning, when the faithful wake up and they run into the arms of the church and they listen. They listen and we hear that the son's heart is so strong. You get to feel the son's heart. You get to hear the son's heart with every hug and smile that you shared today. All of those kids, the thundering herd, that is the son's heart alive and well in the world. We have children who will be confirmed, not children, yes, young adults. And the son's heart is alive and well in each of them. If you are like me, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and all the anxiety and all of the worry presses in. All of the fear, it seems to always press in in the middle of the night, does it not? Easter is the day that we remember that all those final things have already been taken care of because the son's heart is so very strong and we can turn it all over to the son who is in this room living and at work for God's people redeeming the world. Oh my, the son's heart is so strong. And I like to think, in my biblical imagination, that on Easter the Lord God looks down at all the faithful in all the churches, in all the hearts of every believer. The Lord God looks down today and says, Oh my, oh my. This my son's heart is so strong. Thanks be to God for this church, for all churches, for every believer, and for the heartbeat of our risen Lord and Savior who resides in the meach. Oh my, it is so strong. Amen.